uh, this is about to get some content. So oh, it's just. And so. I was going to set up this uh, podcast to not have any gross uh, content, explicit. No, no, no. It's language. Just, well, oh, okay. You're just going to describe something yeah, gross, and it's uh okay, really, really no, gross. That's okay. what this is about. We want to hear your descriptive so, language of things. Let's hope you don't puke. Hello, and welcome to this episode of What John Knows About, the podcast. This is the show where we pose a random question to 10-year-old John and see what he knows about the topic and where his answer might wander. Now, on to our show. So when do we start? We're going to start right now. So I'm going to ask you first um, to tell me what you know about coronavirus. Okay, that's easy. So coronavirus is this virus that seems to have flu-like symptoms and sometimes cold-like symptoms. And basically, um, thousands of people have caught it and unfortunately many have died. And um, luckily, we are all trying to stop coronavirus. Although I don't think anybody really knows its origins, it did start in Wuhan and back in 2019. And it kind of started growing after Christmas ended. So probably around January, it already had a few thousand deaths, probably. In January, it did? Yeah. How many thousands of deaths around the world do you think there's been so far? I'd probably say like 300-something thousand. Yeah, I think you're probably pretty close. Um, and so how has this affected you? personally it's affected me a lot because you know being trapped inside of a house i mean i would not not trapped but being put in a house by the government it's been hard because you know you you're kind of in the house and you can't really go out socialize i mean you can take out walks but i mean other than that there's really not much you can do because of the whole social distancing isolating if you have the symptoms Right, yeah. the, the government locked you in the house? Yeah. I mean, they didn't lock you in the house. I mean, you could still go out for walks. It's just you don't see that many people. Mm, interesting. How has it affected your school? Oh, yeah. I'm doing homeschool. So it's what does a, that mean? Basically, I'm doing um, what would be my ordinary day-to-day work at school at home. Okay. So, yeah, I've been using yeah. my Chromebook. How effective is that? I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's just you're doing it at home, I guess. So that's really not much of a difference, I guess. And you also can't socialize with, like, your friends, so that sucks. That's quite different. Yeah. And right now, the plan is through the end of this school year is that you do this from home, right? Yeah. Okay, but what if next in next school year, this fall, they're saying you'll go back to the school building? That would definitely be, like, the best thing. That's the plan. Yeah. But now what if... There's been some talk of maybe that gets postponed. And if it does, do you think it should continue looking the way it does right now? No, because it's going to affect humans very terribly in a a psychological way. We already know how everything is getting out of stock, how people are starting to change. Now, of course, we're seeing the better side of people. But as this goes on... The brain is more used to people meeting other people because if we're looking back old times, like 
prehistoric times, we were interacting with each other. So putting us in a house and then saying, okay, you can't socialize that much. Okay, yeah, bye. Is It affects you a lot psychologically in the head. Although you might not notice it, it will soon. And then you will notice it soon. So how does that apply to this fall if you don't go back to the classroom? I think a few people might go cuckoo. Right. But so how would you make school different if it continues to be online at the house? That would be harder because we don't know any info. What do you mean? We don't know any information about the teacher, about the links, what we're going to do, etc. Okay. Because the benefit right now is you've met these teachers that you currently have. Yeah. You've been in classroom with them, and they've they've had you for half of a school year. Exactly. Right. But next year, your concern is that not having met your teachers in person is going to... It's going to have a different dynamic. Yeah. Because it's basically the equivalent of basically doing work from some stranger that works for a school, and then just... Yeah. That's kind of how it is, because you don't know who they are whatsoever. Mm. So if you could change it, the format of the way school is online, what would you do anything different? I mean, everything is definitely going very well. So, I mean, I don't think I would change anything. Okay. If you ask me, I probably wouldn't change anything. You'd keep the format of the way your lessons are presented online just the same as they are now. Yeah. It would just be with different teachers that you would meet with. Yep. Different content. Would it be better, even if they're still concerned with coronavirus, to be in the classroom anyway? What do you mean by that? Um, to take some risk. I mean... Potential of spread of coronavirus. I mean, I have heard on the news how there's like this new type of the virus, of the corona, that's like actually causing fatality to some kids. Okay. So that becomes a bigger concern? Yes, because before, I mean, it was harming people, but it wasn't harming kids, which, I mean, let's say another complete generation died out, we would have the kids out kind of take their place. Right. But if the kids die out, then that's kind of like a mass extinction event. It's bad. Yeah. Are we talking numbers that big yet? No, obviously not, especially compared to, like, many other things like small. Yeah, we'll get to the Black Plague at some point. Yeah. The Black Death. Yeah. Um, what about um, so back to the risk you, yeah. you talked about uh, if you had to this fall stay at home and now you're with teachers you don't know and you don't have interaction with your friends and classmates that it's going to cause some of you to go to a little cuckoo Yeah. so cause... balance that risk of going cuckoo against the risk of getting coronavirus or some offshoot of coronavirus yeah i mean the thing is most of the kids immune systems can probably fight it off because i think there's only been like very few deaths of children like about mm-hmm. like four or how something. does how does your immune system do that how does the virus work well it infects other blood cells and everything else so it kind of starts duplicating itself. And that's the only goal of the virus, to duplicate itself and take over the body and just leave it there and just kill it. So how does it get in the body to begin with? Well, there's it's an airborne virus. So it can transport through a cough, through hand touch, through touching very dirty things, such as the metros. Do you take the metro to school? 
No, but that'd be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. The whole mile you have to get to school? Take yeah. the metro? You take the bus? <laughs> yeah. So could it be transferred on things on the bus? Yeah, probably. But they would have to take some precautions of cleaning. What would they do to clean the bus to protect well, children? Probably from use it? like a Windex and stuff. Use some Windex. Yeah. That'll take care of it. Yeah. Okay. How do you take care of it for yourself? So you say it's airborne. Yes. Yeah, so and you get it by touching dirty things or just... by uh, by breathing it in, being yeah. coughed on. Yeah. We're touching something that someone's coughed on. Or sneezed. So what can you do to prevent it from getting in your body nose or, or your lungs to begin with? Well, um, you need to make sure you can maintain social distancing. Always wash your hands. And uh, just don't touch, like, everything. Right. Unless it's, like, super duper clean. Even if it is, like, if it's, like, with those Assume sanitizers. Assume it's dirty? Yeah. Do you have a habit of touching everything? Mm, can't say no. Yeah, I know you can't. Uh, so Windex, you think, is one of those things that might help prevent it? Yeah. Would it benefit to wash your hands and face in Windex? Yes. Really? Oh God! Wait, not now. No. no, don't, 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 don't do that, please. So at the school, how do you think? Like, let's say the virus is still a problem this fall. Okay. I'll and you with. are going to school to the school building. How do you see that being different? Okay, so if we're going to the the if we're, if we're going to the school and the virus is still a thing, there's a 50-50. Let's say it's not only is it still a thing, but it's even uh, the rate of infection is even greater than it is currently. And like it they, comes back this fall, but it comes back even more intensely. Yeah, that'd be a mass human extinction event. Right, but what would be the differences in the school? But the other side of this is you're still going to the school. Physically. Yeah, so what things would do you suspect the school would do to help protect children? They would do, like, super clean. Like, they would literally, like, like you. they would have, like, this one spot. They would just, like, keep on cleaning for just minutes until they just probably get off of it. And they're just like, all right, and then this little spot. Like, wash each desk separately? Yeah. What What roles do you think the children have in that? Wearing masks and wearing gloves and always washing their hands. Yeah. That'd probably be a lot of it. Do you think it's going to change how you interact with other kids? Yes, probably. Because you're not going to be able to, like, really, I mean, you're going to have to kind of social listen to me. Like, hi. Hi. How many kids are in your class right now? About? Uh, 24. 24. Do you think you would have 24 kids in your classroom? Uh, Next year? Maybe. There is a possibility. I mean, if they wanted to implement some social distancing. I've heard some things about classroom sizes um, in Europe uh, where some places have gone back to school, but they've gone back with like half the class size. Hmm. So, I don't know if they're running like a morning and an afternoon session or something to get everybody in. That actually isn't. I mean, yeah. But how would that affect you if your classroom was only 12 students? It would affect me majorly because, like, I can get separated from my best friends, like uh, Maddie or something. Right. Okay. But now you're going to middle school next year, too. So yeah. there's another dynamic of change. In middle school, you move between classes. So oh, you're yeah. not going to just have the two teachers you have now. And yeah. go between two classes, you're going to go between, like, like six five. class, five or six classes a day. 
and five or six different teachers. And like a bajillion homework. So that may change too. Do you think the kids are going to move around? Or maybe the teachers are going to move around to the kids? Move around to the kids, probably. Just, like, that assumes you all have the same class. Well, okay. So let's say um, they're all in the same classroom. And then once the math period's over, I don't know how the periods go, the science one comes in the same classroom. So that way, not like, so it's not like 14 kids just marching like a parade, maybe spreading coronavirus. So then after that, the other teacher would come and then so on and so forth. I think the only problem would be PE because there's like a lot of kids in one school. Right. But I guess they could do like, I actually don't know. Mm. Yeah. Let's figure that one out. Maybe they just hire like multiple um, physical education teachers for each class. Like, okay, so you're here for Bob's class, you're here for Susan's class, and you're here for Billy's class. Hmm. Could be. Yeah. So earlier you talked about um, coronavirus being flu-like or like the cold Mm -hmm. or a cold Mm -hmm. virus. Uh, What other similarities to other diseases do you see? Um, I... The black, I mean, the plague, like Bubo, like the bubonic plague did have... I'm sorry, does it have a nickname of what? Bubo. Bubo? I mean, no, the no. The Bubo plague? No, 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 no. <laughs> The bubonic plague. Sorry. Tell me about the Bubo plague. It's a thing that killed one third of the European population in uh, around like 14, around the 14th century. Okay. And how many people is that? A third? Ooh, back well, then, about? it's estimated to be about either between... 50 million to 75 million or even 200 million people. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. And and you know how it happened? How? So people, I think they were like trading from India or something. And then they basically got on their boats. They sailed off back to Europe and they, and they carried these little rats. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, no. They, they went to Asia and then, yeah. And, and you know what those rats had? What? The bubonic plague. So they're like bubo rats? Yeah, and basically they were running all over the place, and all the guys that were there kind of were just like, yeah, they're normal. I mean, <laughs> but then when they came back, all of the people had like these boils. Like, okay, um, uh, this is about to get some content, so um, it's just. And so, I was gonna set up this uh, podcast to not have any gross uh, content, explicit. No, 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 it's language. Just, well, oh, okay. You're just going to describe something yeah. gross. And it's uh, okay, really, really no, gross. That's okay. what this is about. We want to hear your descriptive so, language of things. Let's hope you don't puke. So there was like these black little spots and they would have like human fluid and pus leak out of them. And they could grow like incredibly big all over your body. Wow. And uh, yeah, there's just like a bunch of pus just leaking out like... So was it the pus that killed people? Um, no. I. It was mainly how fatal the disease was because there was different types. It was. I think the black spots did kill you. I don't remember that one correctly, but I think it like. Oh yeah, it infected all your blood cells. I'm pretty sure. Ah. And okay. It, so you would get an infection through the open skin and the boils on your. Body. Yeah. And then it was actually working with some other disease, it is believed. I don't remember the name. Well, they were working together? Like they had a partnership? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a... Bubo and his buddy... Let's call him Bob. 
Bubo and Bob. Yeah. And got basically. Together and- yeah. And so basically, um, Bubonic, Pl- the Black Death's partner, whoever he was, let's call him John Doe for now, um, he would come and he would basically weaken the immune system so then Bubos could step in and just finish him off. And wow. also, if you want to sound really sophisticated when saying the name, the bubonic plague, why pestis? What's it called? Why pestis? Like the letter Y? Yeah. Why pestis? And that's if I want to sound really what? Sophisticated and really smart. Really sophisticated and smart. I would call Bubo Y pestis. Yep. All right. Um. So you've you've taken a big interest in the Black Death. Oh yeah. Because of a Halloween costume you had this past year. Yeah, and also I just learned about it. Like, and you've done some reading on that. What was your Halloween costume? It was a steampunk plague doctor. The steampunk didn't have much to do with Black Death. Yeah. But the plague doctor piece. What's a plague doctor? A plague doctor was one of the many doctors that would help cure the patients of the time. They were, they seemed to have wear like a, a black hood and black everything. And then their mask, I'm pretty sure it could vary colors, such as black, leather colored, white. And basically, it looked like a beak because they thought it would protect them. And they had like little glass goggles on them so just like so the um, the disease couldn't come through their eyes and then in mm. and they also had like straws because they thought that filtered out the disease or something how should I know what they thought back then and um uh like most of them died five out of twelve of them died like okay so in one city they were helping them and I'm pretty sure like seven out of twelve died or something so, wow. yeah. Do you think their masks were N95 compliant? <laughs> they didn't do anything. They mm. were complete. They were just terrible. Because their medical knowledge was very little back then. Yeah. What kinds of things were they doing to help cure patients of I black don't death? even want to mention it. They would use leeches sometimes. They would have um, what a leash? They put them on a leash? No, ew, no, leech like the thing oh, that sucks leech. your blood. Like, oh, okay, yeah. And what would that do? It would suck out all their blood and kill them. Well, it doesn't seem like a good cure if it sucked out all their blood and killed them. Well, they them. thought that, that that would filter out all the bad blood or something oh, okay. like that. And then they would also bloodlet, just cut their wrist, let let all the blood come out. Yeah, boy, were they rough. So let's say, what do you have? Five quarts of blood? Five pints of blood in yeah. your body? Look, okay, let's say a man has 10 gallons of blood. Don't ask me how he has all that. He That's just, a lot of blood. Yeah, he'd probably actually die from over blood. Okay, so he's got 10 gallons of blood in his body, and they let out two nine. gallons of it. No, no, nine gallons. Nine gallons of it? Yeah. So now he's trying to run out one gallon of blood? Yeah. That's kind of what bloodletting was. And so what did that do? It... They How does it get back to 10? You can't. <laughs> oh, what happens? What's he, the thought behind bloodletting? They thought, oh, well, if we do this, all the bad blood will come out and all the good blood can come in. Where's the good blood come from? 
from the cells, from all the body cells. You rebuild, you regenerate. Yeah. That, that was the thought. Yeah, but the thing is, that's also letting out the good blood. Right. So. So it works so well. Do you think yeah. we should try bloodletting for a coronavirus? Please don't tell me that you just asked me that. No. I just want to get your professional. That would be on a it. mass extinction event of humankind. Yeah, you're talking a lot about the mass extinction events. Yeah. How bad do you think this is going to get? Not that bad. You don't think we're going to have a mass extinction event on our hands? Nope. Okay. Because we actually are maintaining social distancing and isolating. Okay. And we're also getting all the toilet paper, so. Oh, yeah, that was a big score this week. Uh, all right, yeah. We got like pretty proud of that one. 24 or something. Yeah. We need paper towels now. Yeah. Um, Anyways. <clears throat> So what else would you like to say about coronavirus? About how the immune system tries to fight it off. So it basically enters in and um, kind of the weaker part, like your weaker blood cells that can fight it off. They try fighting it off, but they get infected. But they don't know. Like the brain doesn't know to call them the white blood cells, which are like the big guns. They're basically the tanks of the blood cells. And basically they don't know if they should release that because they've never seen this before, which is the worst part. And unfortunately, even if they do, like, if they do, it's too late because the person's already about to die. And I'm pretty sure even if you do, it's going to get infected. Mm. And then it um, put like puts a lot of fluid in your lungs, more than your lungs can handle, and then you die. Wow. All right, we'll close this particular episode up. Yep. Anything you'd like to say in summary or any last thoughts you have about coronavirus and from a 10-year-old's perspective of how it affects you, going to school? No. no, Anything? No, not really, actually. That sums it up. Yeah. That's everything you know about coronavirus? And the Black Deaths. And the Black Death. I mean, I also know that it spread to the Middle East and there were like six pandemics of it. Wow. Yeah, that thing is not going down without a fight. Do you think coronavirus will get a nickname like uh, Bubo? No, I doubt it. Have you heard Rona? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is what Rona is the equivalent <laughs> what is this to coronavirus me? as Bubo was to bubonic plague? Oh, God. I don't even know. Maybe it's we can have like a, a dating game match of uh, oh, plagues. Bubo and Rona. <laughs> Oh god. They can meet up and they can have a they can have a child and there'll be some other virus. Oh god. See, that would be a mass human extinction event and that'd probably wipe out most of the human population. I imagine so. Oh. Well let's leave it right there. Yep. Alright, thanks, John. Yeah. No problem. Thank you for listening to What John Knows About. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by Kevin McLeod. Check him out for royalty-free music at incompetech.filmmusic.io, including this tune called Farting Around. We're still settling on our intro and outro music selections, but I figured this one would really speak to John best. Until next time, be well.